When it comes to insurance, you want someone you can trust. Look, you trust me with your time. You listen to me to laugh, to think, or so that I can make you mad with something I've said. Look, trust the person that I trust when it comes to insurance. John Runyon with Farm Bureau. John is a longtime friend of mine, since junior high actually, and has been my insurance agent the last four or five years. He will be honest, fair, and maybe most importantly, communicate with you in a timely manner. When I had a rock go through my windshield and needed to make a claim, the process was quick and easy, and I had a check mailed to me almost instantly. To see what he can do for you when it comes to home, auto, or life insurance, contact him via phone at 865-982-2559, or you can shoot him an email to get the ball rolling at john, J-O-H-N dot runyon, R-U-N-Y-A-N at F-B-I-T-N dot com. That's 865-982-2559 or john.runyon at fbitn.com. John Runyon with Farm Bureau. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Ladies and gentlemen. All I know is you never had the makings of a varsity athlete. What is it with you and this obsession with this varsity crap? Crap. Crap. People come to us because we don't sell them on anything. They can't refuse because of the implication. You wonder ever you're a bad man? Well, needs bad man. We keep the other bad man from the door. Some things are a matter of duty. The world's greatest podcast in America. That doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough to dispute it. I was about to take advice from a clown who dies headfirst into the shallow end of the pool. It's the world's greatest podcast in America. With John Reed and Cody McClurkin. Uh, if it is to be said, so it be, so it is, so it is. It's, it's a Tennessee thing! Well, I'm World's Greatest Podcast in America, episode number nine. Nine, there you go. Whoever. I've started I've started numbering them for you. John Reed, Cody McClure, for now, Knoxville, Tennessee, Los Angeles, California. We are coast to coast. Close enough. How are you, Cody? Uh, doing fine, John. I'm, I'm better today. Oh, God. Than- than I was Thursday. <laughs> what off? Anytime, anytime a question of how you're doing starts with the, uh, it's just how much do I actually, how much do I actually admit? How, how transparent do I get here? Yeah, oh, you know, you know how life is. You got ups and downs and peaks and valleys and, uh, I was more downs than ups, you know? Yeah. I, I haven't been doing the best like mentally, uh, the last few days, but today we're off to a decent start. I feel like starting the week, I'm always in a better mood, you know, but before well, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad if you're in a better mood on Monday and you started today yeah. already in a, a bad space mentally, or at least no, I guess. No, 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 no. I'm saying today. So I guess it ended. So Sunday it ended and you snap back and you're like, okay, I'm back to half full and yeah, we'll see how it goes on Tuesday. Yeah. Today I, I'm saying today I'm doing a, a little better. Like I'm, I'm a little clearer, a little, so I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're making, we're taking it day by day here. So, well, I don't know if I want this to turn into just your therapy session for the first 30 minutes of every episode, but right. do you, anything you need to talk about? Bad uh, sets this weekend? Did you well, get up on the stage? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. no, we didn't get up. 
I did, but not this weekend. I did so. Yeah. If, took, yep. Yep. There he if, goes. If it was Thursday that we talked, I went up Thursday and Friday, but I didn't do okay. anything. I didn't do anything all weekend. And well, Friday, I, I'll give it count. I'll, I'll let that count for the weekend, unless you're talking about Thursday at two a.m. Yeah, I need to get better at getting started on Sundays because Sunday is really when it starts. I think I told you most people take Saturday off because that's when like real shows are happening. And then the week kind of starts on Sunday, but, uh, I, I didn't, I don't have anything for you. Like nothing. Recorded yeah, I, I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> well, well, Thursday, you're just running out the clock. Well, not necessarily. The podcast has got about three more episodes in it before the <laughs> podcast is over. No, it was a good no. run. Many people didn't think you would do a month, so at least you you did a month of content for them, and I went out and bought all this goddamn equipment, so that's I don't good. Think, I don't think, first of all, I don't think people thought that, and second of all, the podcast is not coming to an end. The podcast is the best thing I got going right now, so we're going we're gonna to hang on. As long as you're willing and able, we're going to keep doing the podcast. Um, I have now, been using it as a convenient <laughs> excuse just to come home instead of going to the gym on Mondays and Thursdays, though, so I need to figure <laughs> out a better way to do that. Yeah, and I, I kept you waiting today. I had to do my laundry. That's okay. I wanted you to have some clean draws. Yeah, well, I do now. But uh, I see yeah. you rocking the Fan Run Radio shirt, wearing your Tennessee hat. Oh, Cody's missing home. Oh, he's missing home. I was listening to, you know the song Country Boy by Glenn Campbell? That sure. One, uh, that hit me in my feels the other day. It said... Because the, the lyrics, you know, the court, like he builds up the verses, like you get a house in the hills, you're paying everyone's bills. And then, but not that I can afford a house in the hills, but, and then the chorus, he says, country boy, you got your feet in LA, but your mind's on Tennessee. Oh, actually, I don't know what song that is. Oh, it's a good song. I mean, I can't sing like Glenn Campbell, but. I, w- I was thinking, song. thank God I'm a country boy, is what I was thinking when you said That's that. That's John Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is Glenn Campbell we're talking about. Listen to it. I think yeah. you'll like it. But anyway, you kind of look like uh, <clears throat> like a, so the guy from Scream today. Is that what you were going for? Or? No, I'm not wearing a mask. I have a thin hood on. Yeah, because I, think I don't really the- like I don't really like the way the headphones fit on my ears. I don't like the way they feel, so this is kind of uh, some protection there. I think it's the thin hood that's making me feel like uh, that you look like the guy from Scream. Or maybe it's giving me PTSD. I don't really like hoods anymore. So, Surprise, Cindy. <clears throat> yeah, I'm still rocking the, the brand. You know, I might not have, uh, management might not have paid me any money, you know, no, no cash per se when I was at the radio station. But, hey, free T-shirts. Like, I can get all the T-shirts I wanted, man. So, well, well, Cody, what would have gone further? A couple hundred bucks here and there that you already would have spent and put down your, your big belly and your fat throat or T-shirts that you could still wear on laundry day that you save for when all your other clothes are dirty? I don't think I've heard a fat throat as an expression. I don't think I, I don't think the throat is, I mean, I do have like some neck fat obviously, but it's not really the fattest point you would typically point out on someone is the throat. But anyway, the, I mean, the shirts honestly probably, uh, probably would go further. Yeah. Yeah, The money would have already been spent and you wouldn't have even remember what they were spent on. Then I wouldn't even have any shirts. 
So, but now you have the shirts. Something that's going to last you a long time, as long as you know you keep up with them. Yeah, I did go up Thursday, but I didn't record Thursday because it was only, I only did a three minute set. So, well, how was really, it? It was good, but I, I don't really record the three minute sets, the eleven o'clock set. Like, if I'm going to get you a good set, I want to get you five minutes. And then Friday was not good. So, I just, you know. So no I, laughs at all? No, nah, I mean, there were chuckles, but nah. it, was, it was a bad room. It was a bad room. Chuckles good, at the wrong parts of the joke, I would imagine, right? Sometimes. Chuckles at the silence whenever you're up there drowning. Then they let out a couple of chuckles because they're laughing at you drowning up there. It's usually not that bad, but sometimes you do uh, – you do get it's kind of like that like if if a couple things don't work and then you're like ah fuck you people or something like that you know then you get laughs on that but have anyway, you texted the big titty jewish girl at all the big titty jewish no 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 i haven't heard any i haven't seen her at any of the shows since i met I her i thought you guys were going to link up and write together well that's what she said yeah i mean that was the last thing i heard but like, i thought you guys exchanged numbers we exchanged information. We didn't exchange numbers. We just what followed. the hell does exchange information meant? We followed each other on the social media. I mean, we you know on X. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't. Uh, no, I didn't get her number. How many drunk DMs have you sent her? Zero. I told you I cut out the drinking. I I hadn't had a drop since we drank that night, and when when Marcus got all fucked up and. And uh, crashed his car into the uh, electricity pole. Yeah, have you have you messaged her? No, no, I haven't messaged. Her. I mean, I thought if I if I run into her again at the club, you know, I'd just run into her there and then we'd talk there. I mean, you know, I don't want to look desperate. I mean, what am I supposed to say? I, I heard, hey, I remember you told me that we were going to do a writing session together, and I don't have any friends. Or uh, or women in my life, would you like to hang out with me? Jesus Christ, this is the most depressing part of it all. This guy's lost yeah. all of his confidence. Well, yeah, well, this guy's lost all of his say? confidence. He, do he doesn't know how to approach women anymore either. <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I mean, do, do you need to get drunk to get your swagger back? Like, what are you doing out there? You're going so straight edge that you can't even get drunk and fire off a couple DMs or at least have the confidence to say some of the foul stuff I've seen you say to these girls whenever you're drinking? Uh, listen, the podcast is going good. All right. Every people are liking the podcast. That's a good thing happening right now. And the comedy, the comedy is still going on. So I'm not giving up on my comedy dream. However, the comedy is still going on. He says not going good. It's just going on. I'm not giving up on my comedy dream. However, I might be rerouting it soon. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't want to start anything with this girl, you know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to get a relationship gonna, going, then I move away. Be, I might be leaving town, you know. <laughs> I mean, What's the deadline on moving town? I guess I'm just, uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, uh, as far as March, March 10th is when I got to be out of the place I'm in. So, you know, decisions got to be made at that point. But in terms of the big tit of Jewish broad, though, I, I guess I'm just not that like hard up. I don't, I don't know. I'm not that enthused. I'm not. Well, I just want you to have friends. Yeah. yeah. I just want you to have somebody to hang out with. And like, I don't know. 
I feel like I'm the only person you see consistently. That's the well, reason you, you're still doing this podcast is that you still want to see a friend two times a week, which is can't. fine. I love seeing you too. It's, it's great. I haven't really been going out much either. I've been laying low because I'm I don't have any energy at night anymore because yeah, I wake up you, so goddamn early. But you can't force friendship. I mean, you like, yeah. That's exactly how you do it. That's how you become friends. You just keep showing up around each other. Well, you tell her. You craft a little joke about her. Or you craft a joke for her. Are you crazy? Maybe a joke for her. Be like, hey, I was thinking about this joke from a girl perspective. Obviously, I'm not a girl because I have a penis. Moderately sized. But I want. maybe you should try hey. this. Hey, I met this big-titted Jewish broad the other day, and she's sitting in the third row right there with the red hair. No. No. Oh, red hair. It's kind of it's kind of red, yeah. Oh, that, that ruins everything. That, that it ruins every single image I've had in my head. At the you very don't, least, you don't like girls with red hair? At the at the very least I was picturing Bear's girlfriend. Not not Bear from the radio station, but Bear from The Bear. I was picturing his girlfriend from season 2. At the very least, I thought that's what I was dealing with. I was hoping for more of a Jenny Peck type of uh type of woman or Jenny Peck, Jenny Slate type of girl. That's what I was hoping that you were dealing hey, with there. I don't have any friends. I'm really lonely. Would you like to spend some time with me? Ah oh, man, what if it was a Jenny Slate type of woman? That'd be so great. She's not like a ginger redhead. She's just got like the kind of auburn hair, you know? Like the dark well, yeah. red. All you gotta do is make a funny joke. That would be funny for a woman to say, and you send it to her, and bada boom, bada bing, the ball's rolling. Now you've got friends, and maybe she has some friends. The next thing you know, you've got a crew that you're hanging out with, and you guys are going out and doing stuff together, and you're the funny new guy from the South, and I don't know, you get into some hijinks there. I met this girl one time for like three minutes. I mean, She swapped information with you? Was she just that hard up for a Twitter follower? Is that it? I don't know, but I haven't seen her back at the club. I mean, I'm surrounding myself with the same people, so like I'm I'm trying to build those, you know. But you're not building any bonds. Like, you're not building bonds with the you people. You can't force that. I told it's you. It's not just going to happen out of nowhere. You gotta take a you gotta take a leap of faith. Again, I just laid it out very simply. You write the broad a joke. You send it to her. She's going to recognize you. You're very distinguished. You're very, like, you, you stand out. She's going to be like, oh, I remember this guy. He was funny. He's harmless. He's not going to stuff me in his trunk. I could get together with him at a coffee shop and, and drink some Starbucks and talk some comedy. And then, I don't know, maybe she's got friends. Then maybe she's got a couple guy friends you can hang out with and watch some sports with. Maybe there's somebody that likes basketball. March Madness is coming up. I don't know. At least somebody to go to the movies with or or talk about you know Tarantino or Scorsese or whatever the fuck you L.A. people talk about. I don't know. <laughs> but, but you're not going to have anybody to talk to if you don't talk to anybody. I do talk to people. But you can't you can't force a friendship. It grows. Think Did about I, how how think about how much our friendship was robbed with the way you acted towards me for the first four years you did the radio. The way show. I acted towards you, you just came you, you just came you in. Slandered me. You slandered me on your radio show. Well, the that was that was about? that was justified. I'm talking about whenever you started the show, though. You would just come in, do the show, immediately you, leave. You I wouldn't text you were me back. A brick. After we were doing the show together? No, when I first I'm talking about when we're doing I'm talking about when we're doing the show together. I tried to build these bonds with you and you it just grew. never 
you never would text back. You never wanted to hang out. You never wanted to do anything. You just wanted to leave as soon as the show was over. It took you two years to want was, to be friends. I was depressed when we first started the show. I was depressed. Well, you're <laughs> depressed now. You're depressed now. Think about how much better, how much, how much I could have helped you bring you out of your depression. You move this broad too fast. Could do the same. <laughs> you move too fast. <laughs> Our friendship started organically. I at first you knew of me. You spotted me as like you know 2016 or whatever. You're like, oh, this guy seems really fucking talented. And then so we kind of had a little rapport. You were like, hey man, heard you on the radio. You sound great. You're really awesome or whatever. I was like, we were cool for a little bit. And then like a year later, you slandered me out of nowhere. And so. I, I was kind of like, fuck that guy. He's a prick. And okay. Then- okay. Hold on. I didn't slander you. I didn't know it was you. If I knew it was you, I wouldn't have said it. That's Just what for the you- record. Just for the record, I didn't know who wrote the article until I got to the bottom. And I, said, I think the audio I even said, oh, Ooh, that's not. Oh, really? I, I think the- I said, oh, yeah, no. Oh, the bottom. I said, oh, no. I- the bottom. Yeah. I, well, I don't think that I was the one reading it, actually. I think my co-host was the one reading it, Kyle. And he was reading it, and I was just tearing it apart on the air. And then we got down to the bottom. I was like, "Who who wrote that?" And then he said your name. I was like, "Oh, I kind of know that guy. I like him." Yeah. Now I feel bad. I think that's exactly I, how I it went. Think, actually, I don't think you said I like him. I don't think you said that. Well, I was like, I know that guy. Now I feel bad. Maybe I didn't say I like him because I didn't really know you. But I was like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." Now I feel bad. I think I that's believe, how it went. Just for the record, I believe in organic friendship. When I first moved to Knoxville, I had no friends for. Um, I got there maybe August of 13 and I really didn't have a friend until what I would call a friend, probably till like March of 14. I mean, it, it took me six, seven months to, I met Jordan and Jordan and I started hanging out. He would come over and drink. We'd talk religion and like that. We, we hit it off and, and he well, became well, guess my what? first friend. Guess what? Tons of fun. You don't have college classes anymore that make you hang out with people. You don't have any group projects that let you get to know people anymore. You're at the point now with with if if you're going to live this nomad lifestyle, you either got to suck it up, sack up and quit being so depressed. I'm lonely or start talking to people and try to make friendships. I understand that. That's why you don't have six months in a place. I'm seeing the same people, as you said, like when I go to these comedy shows, it's the same group of dudes, but I can't just pass them a post-it note and uh, be my friend. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't be desperate. Like, Do you know their names? Yeah. I, there's Mike, there's Jackson, there's, there's Dennis, there's fucking. These, these feel like made up names. John. <laughs> no, they're not made up names. Charles. They, they do. There's also- Scott over there. They they do all kind of sound like older dudes though, but they're not. They're like in their twenties or thirty, like me. But uh, yeah, I mean, making I see- friends as an adult male, it doesn't have to be so tough. But you're already on record for thinking meeting people on the internet is weird. Well, yeah, that's how I, that's how I get all my friends these days. Just internet friends that became real friends, and now I got a good group of friends. Okay, so but you're is- too cool for the internet. Okay, so so you're giving me shit for not making any friends out in the world, but you're telling me all your friends are internet friends. What if you didn't no, have that? No, no, no. I said I made friends on the internet, and that now they're real friends. They're not internet friends. I hang out with them in real life. Okay, okay, but what if you didn't have the internet to have those friends? Would you be making new friends out in the world? 
Well, what if I didn't have electricity in my house, Cody? Would I go outside and, and be more productive? Sure, probably. If I didn't have electricity in my house, I would probably have different hobbies. I wouldn't sit around, watch TV, and podcast. I would go out and be a little bit more physically active if I didn't have electricity. Sure. That's sure, if I didn't have hot water, if I didn't have hot water in my house, I'd take more cold showers. But guess what? I do have hot water in my house, so I like to warm my showers up from time to time. That's not a, a compare. It's not a like comparison. It it's is just a different things thing. in no. It's exactly the same because things in our life make things easier for us. Do you when when you went to the laundromat? Did you have your little washboard and soap and water and scrub it by yourself, or did you put it in a machine? You put I, it in a machine, didn't you? I put it in mach, in the machine and and when and, my, and when, when my, you dried it, <laughs> did you put it in the dryer or did you just put it on a little clothespin and stick it outside and hope for a windy day? I, I put it on the dryer and I used dryer sheets and my, my clothes smelled a little bit funky, to be honest with you, when I got done with them. So I, I don't know. I'm not here to pour shame, but like, I can't imagine drying my clothes. Be I don't, I, I can't, I can't imagine drying my clothes in a public laundromat just around a bunch of people. You better be careful. Tom Segura did that. Now people are turning on him. Well, I just, no, I mean, I just. I haven't ever done it other than like one time at one apartment. We get it. You hang out with Bob. We get it. (laughs) No, I'm just. You're you're a big money guy now. I'm just saying dryers are a couple hundred dollars. Uh, I think I would be able to find a dryer. We understand that you upgraded co-hosts and you no longer associate with needy types. We get it. Okay. I I honestly think I would. I would honestly use a clothesline. I would actually just use a clothesline. To dry my clothes, other than stick them Hold into a, a dryer. Sorry, I, I had to get his in. I have an addiction. Oh my god, he's so it's, down bad. He's he's got a zen in the middle of a podcast. Oh, I've got just, an addiction. Just twenty minutes into the podcast, he couldn't go without it. Other than other than the podcast, it's the best thing in my life right now. So <laughs> it's like podcast is fun, zen is fun. People have pointed out that you place the Zen in a weird point, uh, a weird I place saw, in your mouth. I saw BJ say that. Yeah, and that does that doesn't make sense. That's where you're supposed to put it. That the instructions on the can. I can read you the instructions. Um. Well, I don't think it has instructions, but you, you're that. Oh yeah, number one, break perforation on side label. Number two, twist lid, align arrows, and lift. Number three, place in upper lip, enjoy up to one hour. So if you place it in your upper lip, why would you not place it right there? Like, that's where I go. I go right there. Well, wait. It just says upper lip, not in the middle of your lip. Why does it matter? Well, I don't think it matters. I'm just saying you said in the instructions it says to do that, and it doesn't. It just says place in the upper lip. Okay, yeah, but why am I getting critiqued for it? Would BJ prefer to me to put it on the side upper lip? I don't know. Whenever I've seen people dip, you know, I've seen it just in the sides of the mouth. I've never seen it in the middle of the mouth. But like, hey, I don't, I don't get down like that. It's I don't know. Not a, it's it's a clean habit. I'm actually my my teeth are doing better. Well, I told you about my gums bleeding, didn't I? Yeah, we don't know if that's from the Zen or the diabetes, though. My it's diabetes. My teeth are doing better, I think. But since I've cut the Copenhagen out, like I think sure. some of the re- the recession has come back. But now I'm bleeding a lot, and I think that's from the diabetes. I woke up in a like the blood on my pillow. Like I have a blood spot on my pillowcase. 
that tell you that? Best I can Blood figure out. Best I can figure, I drool in my sleep. So and you're drooling I... blood. That's how bad your gums are. That you, when you drool, there's blood that comes out. Yeah, it's bad, dude. And I, I well, taste the blood from time to time. And I know, like, if I eat, if I like, if I chew steak too hard or something, like, I'll get they start bleeding. They bleed every time I brush. I, I spit out blood. And best I can tell, in my sleep at night now, I'm drooling blood. Onto my pillow. What do you think my over-under is now for life, years of life? You're about you to turn... 40? You're about to turn 31, is that right? That's true. You're about to turn 31 in, in the middle of... Or the beginning of April? Mm-hmm. Be honest, at this rate, at this rate, like if I don't make changes, will I see 44? The number in my head was 47 and a half is where I'm setting the over-under. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I might take the under, at, like at this rate, you know. Well, you're getting healthier, though, a little bit at a time. I mean, you, you, the, the the no longer drinking, I think, helps. Yeah, I'm not drinking at all, and I'm I'm doing keto during the week, so... Have you lost any weight? I don't know. Do you think I have? I don't know. I can only see you from the, <laughs> so, the belly button so, up. Or I can only see you from the, the chest up. And, I mean, that's so how people get catfished. Much. Well, I mean, that's how people get catfished. I mean, you might have lost 10 or so pounds. But I was just curious if you thought you had lost weight since you had no longer been drinking. What do you think? It looks like your gut is getting heavier. I think it's the angle. Do you think your gut is getting heavier that you might it might be getting smaller but it's dragging <laughs> to the ground more? Well, there is something to that that I have more fat in it now than like, you know, when I was an athlete, when I was like lifting weights, the belly, I still had a big belly, but it was a little more solid. Now I do have that like hanging fat, so there might be something to that. Well, it looks like it's hanging more than usual. So I don't know if you've lost weight okay. or not. I don't know. The okay. angle is weird, yeah. too. I mean, obviously, I don't ever see you from the, the side like this where I'm looking straight at you like that. Yeah. I was just curious because I feel like if I quit drinking, I'd probably lose a little weight. I was curious oh, yeah, if since, I was curious that since you quit drinking, you felt like you had lost any. Well, I don't I, – I wasn't drinking a lot in Knoxville either, like – you know, oh. my thing, my thing's always been binge drinking, like, like, uh, just a night out drinking and getting too fucked up. Like I've, yeah, never... you're coming in for my birthday. Am I coming in? Yeah. You're coming in for my birthday. Am I coming in as in driving Are you coming in to my birthday? For my birthday? <laughs> yeah. It's my well, birthday. Well, I, I, you know, I don't really have a, I, I can't really afford a plane ticket, so I'd have to drive. Well, that's a, that lines up with the time you're leaving L.A., so, I mean, it's not that big of a difference. Well, it's two days difference. Your birthday's March 8th. I know when it is, yes, correct. So, just, you're not coming in for my birthday. Interesting. I don't what'd think, you think so. about What did you think about Shane Gillis and his SNL performance? Did you watch? Yeah, I think uh, it was pretty good. I think that he, he thought he wasn't doing good, you know? It, it seemed like he thought he was bombing like halfway through 
during the monologue? Yeah, I think he was pretty nervous about it. Did you only watch the monologue? Yeah, I, I didn't really watch any sketches or anything. All I saw was the opening eight minutes. I thought the skits were pretty good, actually. I thought the skits were much better than the monologue. I just think he felt uncomfortable because of the crowd he was telling it to. Now, we don't get to see, you know, exactly what their faces are saying. And I was also wondering if SNL did any laugh tracks, like if those were all natural laughs. Well, because they know. were laughing and he was acting like he was bombing, but they were laughing. So I was I was confused. People were acting like, like the band was not laughing at him, but... If you notice behind him, it was really just that one girl with the red hair. And even she smiled once. I saw she laughed one time. Uh, there were two, the, the two black guys on the left side. I, I didn't yeah. think they smiled very much. There was like one oh, time really? they smiled, but they, they weren't feeling good either. I didn't think because that, that, that is something I noticed. I didn't see that discourse online, but I thought that they didn't, that they weren't feeling good. See, I saw it a, through a completely different lens, I guess, because I thought the black dudes were smiling more than the old the dude with white hair on the right. I thought the black dudes were enjoying it more than the other two. Well, I didn't watch the other two, to be fair. I just watched the guys on the left, so I, I can't say whether or not they liked it more than them. But I did think that they were not feeling it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, he, obviously he's going to offend some people with his Down syndrome content, you know, but... I thought he, I thought he delivered it pretty well. I mean, he did it in a way that kind of made it okay, you know. I was curious about his decision to have that. I mean, if you get five or six minutes to spend three or four of them, like I just thought, you know, he's. I think he's funny. I like him, but I thought the, I thought the dreaming of being a, a youth football coach or a high school football coach and the down syndrome stuff were just two weird things to make like your real introduction to the nation. I mean, I know Saturday night live doesn't carry that much weight anymore, but I'd imagine, you know, four or 500,000 people didn't know who he was when they were watching that. And that was yeah. kind of his introduction. So I thought that was a weird choice. I, I thought it was fun. I thought the monologue was better than he thought it went, but I thought the skits were really funny. Well, maybe I need to watch some of the skits. I didn't. Uh, I haven't gotten around to watching any of those. He had a really good uh, Trump one. You know, his Trump impersonation is one of his strengths. Yeah. It was good. It was a like Mike spoof where he's playing basketball. He sucks at basketball, but he buys the new Trump shoes. You know, the fifteen hundred dollars sneakers, and he still sucks at basketball, but he convinces everyone that he's actually good. So, like, he he's just. No, you're wrong. The ball went in. And you know, he's having sex in him and the girl's like, That wasn't very good. He's like, No, it was fabulous. You orgasm multiple times. She's like, Really? I did. He's like, Yes. <laughs> it was like it was like white men can trump. Uh, I thought that was a good one. Then there's uh oh, yeah. I think it's an online version only. It wasn't on the show, but the he did a Limu Emu sketch where he's like the Liberty Mutual guy and the llama, or the, I guess the Limu or Emu are uh is a dirty cop and is like killing killing a guy and like planting drugs on him or planting a gun on him and stealing his drugs. I thought that beating, one was pretty good. <laughs> beating him to death in his holding cell. <laughs> yeah, well, in his apartment, the, the guy comes in and shoots yeah. him and and he's like, "What are you doing, Emu? He wasn't doing anything." And like the the Emu's threatening him. <laughs> I, thought I thought those that, were pretty good. Speaking of commercials, I, I saw a commercial the other day that I really liked. Um, cause you know, normally commercials are just kind of shitty and like, 
they don't really stand out to me and they're annoying unless it's like a good Super Bowl commercial. But I saw um, there's this egg. Com- commercials are only good if they're on the Super Bowl. This is what I talk about. This is your whole personality romanticizing things. If the same commercial, if the same commercial had came on and it wasn't during the Super Bowl, you would pay it no mind. But you want it to be a Super Bowl commercial, and you're expecting it to be good. And those same commercials then become great. Well, do people not put out their best stuff for the Super Bowl? I mean, that's kind of the idea of it. But those commercials sometimes run for months later. Okay. Yeah. And they're not. So if you winners. saw that, a, if you saw those a couple months later, you might not like those commercials. But if you watch them on Super Bowl night, you'd be like, "Oh yes, well, excellent." I saw, I saw a commercial I liked, and it's an egg company. It's called Vital Farms. Have you ever heard of them? It's like a, one of these organic. I think they're like pasture raised eggs or whatever. Uh, it's like the brown eggs. But they they their whole commercial is like we're cutting out the bullshit. No bullshit with us, and and like. You know, choose Vital Farms where we cut out the bullshit. No bullshit. And I like that because, like, most companies would not use the expression bullshit. And so it kind of stuck with me. I can kind of get behind that. So they're going for the literal bullshit fertilizer thing? No, I don't think that's what they were doing. I think they were just like, you know, other companies give you, they feed you a bunch of bullshit and we don't. We're just regular, good, good, natural stuff or whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. I when you I saw it, I thought it was like a fertilizer. Well, no, when I saw it, I thought it was like a fertilizer joke. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> what do you think? It hits. See, it works. <laughs> just work that on stage. These guys don't like it. That's it. I'm going to kill, kill myself. myself. I'm going to put myself in the oven. I assumed it was a fertilizer joke whenever I saw the no bullshit. Oh, well, I mean, maybe that could have something to do with it, but I don't, I don't know. Are, are chickens known for like, how does fertilizer work with chicken eggs? Well, it makes grass, it makes grass raise. And I guess that would not be considered natural if it was roaming on that grass and eating the fertilized grass. I don't know. I'm not a chicken farmer. That's just where my mind went to like I fertilizer just, and all the stuff you put in fertilizer. It's not that deep. It wasn't that deep for me. I just kind of, I liked that. You liked that they said shit? Yeah. You you liked that they said shit? Yeah, because most of of these companies are so scared to, like, offend anybody or whatever. Like, they they use this language, this business bullshit jargon language. All these, like, euphemisms. They they don't, nobody speaks normally because they feel like they're trying to cater to everyone, I guess. Well, the last time a company, the the last time a company tried to take a stand and be adventurous and daring, people got very mad. You know, when when planters finally decided to kill that goddamn peanut, (laughs) everyone got so mad, and you know they had to reverse course. Well, he was getting old, right? But they had to reverse course and be like, "Sorry, guys, we're just kidding." How do you feel about a traditional company like that that kills off their their long time like? Like if, what if, what if like Geico killed off the, the, the gecko, the talking. Well, I thought you were going to say the cavemen. Like, I don't, I don't think we need to have an actual funeral for it though. I well, think I you just, can just make, I think you just make it disappear. But like, what if progressive all of a sudden just had Flo die? We don't want to see Flo die. But at some point. We don't, don't want to see a funeral for Flo. Just, just don't let her come back for a while. At some point that woman is going to die though. And they're going to have to do a whole new marketing campaign. And so like, when yeah. does it run out? That's fine. 
if it if if she dies of natural causes in forty or fifty years, I'd say that's pretty that's pretty uh, successful. If she gets hit by a bus tomorrow, they'll probably do it out of good taste. Didn't Jake maybe they have State a sister? No, but they swapped out Jake from State Farm. They just yeah, found a new Jake from State Farm. They made him woke. And I, I imagine that he's pretty upset about that, the original Jake from State Farm. But, hey, one monkey don't stop the circus. You know what I mean? Oh. What about the M&Ms? You remember when they tried to, like, make the M&Ms transgender or whatever? What was the sure. name of that? They were just trying to be inclusive. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the, the M&Ms probably shouldn't have had a gender anyway because, like, they're not. You know, they're, 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 I feel like they should be transgender. Well, they need to have a voice on the commercials. Yeah. But that's really it. Like, it just needs to be, oh, is it a guy voice or a girl voice? The M&Ms are kind of that's g- it. gender neutral. Speaking of M&Ms, I've been eating the trail mix. You know, it's got the the peanuts and raisins. and But, but I decided, like... I, I'm trying to be healthier. And then I figured out, I'm like, this is not healthy. This is just an excuse to eat M&M's. <laughs> it's not. Are you know, M&M's you... in trail mix? Oh, yeah. That's the best trail mix. What are you talking about? You don't, you never eat the M&M's in the trail mix? I don't, I don't eat trail mix. It's such a nice surprise. Because like, sometimes you'll get a little handful and it's like all peanuts and raisins. And you're like, ah, fuck. And then you get another handful and you got like four M&M's in it. Those are the best trail mix bites. That's one of the things from society that I have rejected. Trail hmm. mix, don't need it. Never liked it. I know it's normal. I know people say it's good. People would have it at their house growing up. I'd be like, I'm good. No trail mix for me. I don't need your little snack. I don't need to snack on nuts. Pretzels, don't really like them either, unless they're covered in, in white chocolate. Pretzels, I, I think that big pretzel gaslighted people into thinking those were good. Like the what is what's the biggest company? Is it Rolled Gold or is it um, what's the biggest pretzel company? This is not knowledge I have in my brain. I think people. I think got, of the Auntie Anne's or whatever, like in the mall and the well and Walmart. Those, well, those are good because they're hot baked, like like a real pretzel, like with beer cheese or. Like with the salt on it and stuff, those are good. But but the, what they call pretzels in a bag, it's the worst shit ever. I don't know why people eat those. They're dry. Like you got like, I don't even know. You, you couldn't even dunk them in water and make them good. I think they're terrible. And people got gaslighted into thinking they're good, and it, they're just feeding you shit. And now they got these like you know fancy brands like that. You've heard of Dots pretzels. I'll slander them all day. People are like, no, no, they have special seasoning on them. They, they suck. You could do the same thing with nuts and they'd be better. Don't know. Don't eat nuts either. I reject all the peanuts. I reject all the pretzels. I'm good. Why are you now, in a snack? I, I will say if you throw me some pretzels on a plane, I do feel like, okay, this is the best I can do here. And those like six or seven pretzels they give you on the plane – Sometimes do feel like a treat if you have a Coca-Cola to go with it. You get a little salty and sweet action going. But outside of that, I'm good. But you know what I'm saying? Why not just get peanuts if you want some sweet, salty action? Because I don't like peanuts either. No, but if you're on a plane and they say pretzels. I'm not George Washington Carver. Who chooses pretzels? People choose peanuts over pretzels? Absolutely. People with brains. Not me. A lot of times I'll just say no thank you. Just give me a soda. 
I choose peanut M&Ms if they're available. I don't know what airlines you fly, but Delta doesn't offer peanut, peanut M&Ms, M&Ms. Peanut M&Ms and a Diet Coke. The old, the old uh, John Daly special. That's what I like on a plane. Where do you stand on court stormings? Should you know, I thought after January 6th, we really got <laughs> we really got that out of our system, but I, I guess not. We're on the same I, wavelength there because I was thinking, like when everybody was saying Saturday how we got to ban the court stormings, I'm like, there's there's a joke in there somewhere. So we're on the same telepathy there. I don't know the you best know, way to word it. I thought it was going to be over when Caitlin Clark kind of got knocked around and flopped around on the floor and acted like as, like she had gotten murdered. I'd like to flop around on the floor with Caitlin Clark. She does it for you? Yeah. Yeah. She only does it for me because she's good at basketball. Yeah. I mean, that's got if, a lot to do with it. If she was just a normal girl that looks like that, she wouldn't do it for me. But the fact she's so good at basketball makes her much more attractive. I agree. Yeah. But also, I don't know if we're too old to be talking like this anymore. You're never too old. <laughs> she's, she's like 22, 23, isn't she? But once Filipowski went down and started, like, I mean, I think he tripped is what it looked like. It looked like he pushed someone and he fell down is what it looked like. It looked like he tried to lower shoulder, he tripped, he fell, and then he was like Simba in The Lion King and just, like, getting stampeded on. But I don't think we're going to do anything about it because we we had footage of an Alabama football player punching a woman on the field in Knoxville, and we're still like, eh, you know, let's just keep doing it and, and maybe be on our best behavior. I don't know how to fix it. I don't want it fixed. I don't think it's that big of a problem. If someone were to get really hurt, we can readdress it. Like if Caitlin Clark actually got put into a stretcher when someone rushed the court, then we can have a discussion about it. But like so far, no one's gotten badly hurt. And I like watching it. It's one of the best things about college athletics. So you're in the camp of we need to wait until a serious injury until we so like NASCAR. They're like, we're not going to make the safer barriers until someone dies on the track. We're not going to adjust anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Correct. I am someone who doesn't create problems. I wait until there's a problem. Then I'm like, okay, let's solve it. It's right like, now, we don't uh, have the problem. P- police brutality. It's like uh, re- reform there. It's like, nah, we're not going to do anything about that until George Floyd is uh, screaming for his mom and gets choked out. I mean, you could argue that that hasn't changed anything either, much like the court stormings. It's just kind of something we agree. Like, eh, it's just kind of the way society works. You can, you can get on TV and cry about it. You can get on TV and say it's dangerous and that we need to fix it. But it doesn't really impact all of us. The court storming, that is. Yeah, or the police brutality, because we're white. I have never had my ass beat by the cops, but speaking of cops, uh, I've been following some very interesting car chases here lately. You know, this is the car chase capital of the world. I don't know. I didn't know that, but uh, that checks out a lot of of, big highways, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Southern California, but it's the best car chases you can find. And in the last week alone, I've seen two good ones on the news. There was a, so the other day somebody hijacked an 18 wheeler 
in Bakersfield and was driving it all the way down the interstate. And he drove all the way near LA, like down the five freeway. And then he went East and they ended up putting a spike strip out in Rancho Cucamonga and, and they, they, the truck caught on fire. So, but he made it a pretty good ways. And then there was a Corvette the other night and I never even saw what ended up happening with it, but it was doing like 143 miles an hour. I think actually, I think the highest I saw it up get up to was like 148. They had the live speed on the, on the uh, news, the news helicopter, you know? And I mean, he was zooming down the freeways and he ended up going into downtown LA somewhere and he went underground and they lost him. I guess he went like in a parking garage and I don't know, like I said, I haven't followed up on whether or not they, they ended up getting the guy, but, um, apparently the lady on the news said, which I thought like my theory is always like, why would you get in a high speed police chase? Cause you're not, you're never going to get away. But apparently something like 18% of suspects in high speed chases do get away, which is a higher number than I would have expected. Always wonder if those people eventually get caught just, you know, a couple weeks later or so, but maybe, you know, if you can, lose okay so what does it have to be to be a high-speed chase like does a helicopter have to be involved or is it just like the police chasing you because i don't know i think i can get away from the police but like if you get the choppers out and they're like marking you and finding the streets and stuff you go on i don't think you're going to really get away from that but i could lose a cop like well, on the interstate or a back road just you know lose them get enough of a you know a distance and and turn off somewhere you could i mean i've lost i mean it wasn't a high-speed chase but I, i've talked about you know, when I was in college, I was going to get gunned doing like 85 degree, or 85 miles per hour, maybe even 90 miles per hour by a motorcycle cop. And I had a car load in my expedition and people had some weed in there. We were headed to a party and a couple people had already been smoking. I was not because, you know me, I'm not a weed guy, but I was you like, were, the cops yeah, not- you were drunk. <laughs> I, no, I, I really wasn't. I really wasn't because I was having to get people up there. But there was booze in the car. And yeah. at that point, I was like 18 or 19, so I was even more straight-laced than I am now. But I was like, the cop's not going to believe me that I haven't, A, been drinking or B, been smoking. Plus, I was trying to get to the party, so I'm going like 85, 90. He's sitting there. He's, you know, he clocks me, and then the lights come on, but I was already moving, and I was right next to like Cedar Blo- uh, more uh, Walker Springs, like 379. Yeah, so I, I, had a, I, there. I had enough of a head start that I got to the mall exit and just whipped that bitch and got off the exit and lost him. Yeah. But he was zooming. He was coming at me, but I was I had too much of a head start that I, I was able to get off the exit and lose him. I wonder if that counts as like evading. If like if you if he ended up did if they ended up did finding you. Like if that if you would catch if a they ended for, up did finding you. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Would would you would you catch a charge for like uh, running from the cops? I mean, I would imagine that any good lawyer would get you out of that one and just be like, well, if you're saying he was already going to 85 miles an hour, it's not like he was trying to lose you. It's not like he sped up. He just maintained speed and got off the exit. It's what I would imagine a lawyer would say. I don't and, know. And please remember, the Reed's Ranch prod- podcast is brought to you by Marcos Garza. <laughs> I'm sure Marcos would be like, hey, he was already going 85 miles an hour. He wasn't trying to to lose you, officer. But, I mean, like in the country, you lost a couple cops in the back roads of the country. You know, if you're zooming past them on a county road, it takes them a little bit of a time to get it whipped around. So we got away from the cops a couple times growing up. I know these hills and you don't. 
I know where the I cave. mean, there, there is some truth to that. There is some truth to that. You know where the cutoff roads are. How to drive into a cave and lose them. Cam Newton got jumped. What'd you make of that? He's still Bob and place. Sam both had him a loser today on Winners and Losers of the Weekend, but I thought it was pretty cool that he whipped some ass, that he was throwing three grown men around. Yeah, I mean, he's still an athlete. I don't, I don't think you can watch that and call him a loser. It's a little sad that, like, he tries to do these seven-on-seven seven events and, like, try to help the kids. And, like, this is the, at least the second viral story that's come out of that. The first one was, like, some camper telling him he sucked like to his face and recording it. And I felt bad for him then too. And now you got some like people trying to jump him as he's trying to, to give back to the kids. So I do feel bad for him a little bit there. And he's wearing that goofy ass hat, but he was whipping some ass and never lost the goofy ass hat. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is with the fashion. I, I don't know why he walks around looking like a witch, but other than that, I mean, I, I always supported Cam Newton, you know, I liked watching him play. So he's obviously still somebody you wouldn't want to mess around with. I thought he no, came out I mean, looking good. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that there were three people, but whenever you're trying to fight a six foot five, you know, muscular athlete that is used to running into people for a living, you would think you'd have a better strategy than just trying to grab him because he's going to sling you off and not one of you is going to be able to do it. You had to have a better strategy. Like, I didn't see anybody go for the knees. If me and two of my friends was going to try to beat somebody up, at least one person has to shoot the leg and take them down to the ground, or at least wrap up and try to, like, you know, keep him from being able to move around. You have to do that, right? You have to go at least for the, the Scott Steiner from behind chop block to the knee to take somebody down. The strategy yeah. was all off. I think I'd try to get at his shoelaces. I'd, I'd try to go all the way to the feet, the guy like Cam Newton, just try to trip him up. Time, time together. I don't know if you'd have time to do that, but I mean, I mean, maybe that. Could what be the hell are you gonna do? Just hold on to his feet? What, what's your plan? I'd probably just go to his shoelaces. I'd just get in the fetal position and regret messing with Cam Newton. That's probably what I would do. But maybe uh, one person sneaks up behind him and gets on his, you know, gets on all fours, and the other person pushes him over, and he trips. Is there a backstory on why they tried to go after Cam Newton? Not that I've seen, but I haven't looked into it. No. Oh. I don't even know why. I don't know why you'd do that just as a, I don't know, publicity, I suppose. Nah, nah, because it's not like you can really promote that. Have you ever Especially if you get cakes? your ass beat. Rice cakes? Yeah. No, I've had a Rice Krispie treat. I got these like two months ago, and they've just been sitting here because I ate one of them, and it tasted like dirt. So, I, I saw That's about what I think they would taste like. Well, I saw where a guy who had lost some weight said he really liked eating these because they're fairly low in carbs, and like you can eat one and get a little bit of a carb satisfaction, but they're uh, they're terrible. I, I guess I'd never had one. I don't know if you're in position to be wasting money like that on food that you're not eating. No, honestly, I'm not. We might get a number one seed if uh, if we keep winning. We've got four games left against top competition. Are you sad? Are you sad that you're not in Knoxville for this really exciting run? Because, well, no. yeah, the next four games are going to be pretty great. You know, four quad one opportunities for the basketball team, four chances to beat 
three rivals and a revenge game against South Carolina who kind of punked you in Knoxville. And there you are in California, a million miles away. I will be satisfied with what will you be satisfied with over the last four? Because Jimmy Dyke said he thought three and one would get us a number one seed. So obviously I'd be satisfied with three and one, but if we're like two and two, is that a disappointment? I personally do not think that three and one gets you to a one seed. I think you need to go four and oh to where I would feel good about getting a one seed. Sure. Three and one could do it, but I would go into selection Sunday thinking that Tennessee was going to be a two. Four and oh would obviously make me very happy. Three and one, I would lock it in because I do think three and one, as long as you beat Auburn on Wednesday, three and one should get you the one seed in the SEC tournament and you should be SEC champions. So I would lock in three and one in, in that scenario. I think I know the answer, but what would be better to you to, to win the SEC regular season or to get a one seed if you could only have one? Get the hardware, I assume? No, I'd actually rather have the one seed. Really? I thought you But I don't know. Anyway. I mean, I guess I guess there's a scenario where you are not the SEC champion and you could still be a one seed. Like if you lose to Auburn and then win the next three. Auburn would likely be the one seed because they would have the tiebreaker over you and you'd have the same record. So is Auburn the most important game of the four? No. I mean, you could still say Alabama is, but I don't think Auburn's going to lose after the game on Wednesday. So, like, there's maybe a case that Auburn actually is more important. Well, and Alabama has one less loss than Auburn, right? No, so. no. it's tie- Oh, then, then Auburn, yes, yes. They're tied yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah. So we, we definitely need Alabama to take a loss. But they got some tough games. I think they got to go to Florida also, and that's very losable. They have to go to Ole Miss and to Florida. They have to play us. I feel very confident Alabama loses at least once. So, like I said, as long as we beat Auburn and South Carolina and Kentucky, then we should be the SEC champions. But I would rather be the one seed. I would rather be the one seed in this scenario – just because it's something we've never done before in history, and the one seed just sets you up so much better for the tournament. Well, yeah, especially and- now that 15s are a little scrappy. Like 15s are, you know, make people sweat almost every year. So lock up the one seed. Yeah, get also- the get the most favorable matchups, and and to me, that's much more important. And also remember that a 16 seed has never beaten a one seed except for those two times. So for a long time, though, it had never happened. So that's, you know, odds are in your favor on winning the first round. I also think that the eight and nine seeds are usually less dangerous than the seven seeds. Yeah, I typically fail each year. Unless you get like a real scrappy one. It's all about matchups. I would like to, of course, win both. I think Tennessee can win both and win, you know, the SEC championship and be the one seed. Yeah. Yeah, it can happen. I'm going excited. to the game on Wednesday. I'm pumped up for it, and oh, you know, I was even th- I was even thinking about going to Tuscaloosa, but I think I'm holding off on that. I don't think I'm actually going to go to Tuscaloosa, but I did think about it for a basketball game. Tuscaloosa. Well, that's what it came that's what it came down to. Is like oh, I'm not traveling four hours for a a basketball game in the regular season. Yeah, it's a tough ask. Um, you know, I'm if it was the last game of the year and it was for the SEC championship, I probably would. Yeah. But there's still a whole other week after that. 
do you think that I should base where I'm at on the Sweet 16 locations? Because, you know, one of them is in Los Angeles, but another one, I believe, is in Houston. So if, I, if I'm in Austin, it's, it's probably more likely that we're there, right, Houston? Yes, I would say it's more likely. Unless, well, I, I don't know. I don't know, because if you think we're going to be a one seed, we're going to be in L.A., almost assuredly. Really? Yeah, because Houston's going to be in, in Texas. UConn's going to be in Boston. And Purdue's going to be in Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So if you think we're going to be a one seed, then we are going to be in L.A. So so they're just, as the fourth number one seed, they're just going to completely fuck us out of the regional, like, <laughs> I guess we'd be the lowest ranked one seed, so. Yeah, but I do think I would rather go to L.A. and lose your regional help and not have to play any of the one seeds in the, you know, Elite Eight. I do think that's a, a worthy trade. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna the fans. Be it's gonna be kind of funny whenever everyone comes to LA and you've moved out, or you're living in your car because <laughs> it's after, or because it's after your March 10 deadline. Yeah, yeah, and the we fans, can all see you under the bridge, that's, parked that's, in Vaseline Alley in your car. There, that's not where the homeless live. the The homeless are downtown. The, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I should base where I'm at on where we're at in the. I'm probably not going to be able to afford to go to the game anyway, so I don't know why it would really matter. It, it Good energy, honestly, though. It would honestly kind of suck if we get L.A., though, because I feel like there's not as many – our fans are not going to be able to travel as easily. I don't think any of the travels are that easy. I mean, it's not like people are going to drive to Boston. Well, people could drive yeah. to Detroit. Well, yes, Detroit, yes, but like people aren't going to drive to Texas most likely, so it's it's all kind of the same. I'd imagine, yeah. like, I'd imagine there's plenty of flights from, like, Atlanta to L.A. that it wouldn't be that hard to get out there. Yeah, that's true. It's just, I mean, it's a longer flight than Houston, but I don't guess it really... Once you're in a plane in the sky, it doesn't really matter, you know. Extra hour and a half, I guess. I mean, I'm not an expert on flight, but... Yeah, what's well, three and a half hours versus two hours, I mean. You're in the sky. I have been seeing, you know, there's a lot of good things about Austin. Really kind of like what? Trying it out. So Austin is where you're going to go next. Austin, Austin, Massachusetts. I'm kind of leaning toward trying it out and then, you know, seeing if I can do better there financially. And then if that doesn't work out, <laughs> you know, you're, just go you're, back a to, close, you're a little bit closer yeah, to Arkansas. Just go back to uh, Tennessee. I mean, Nashville makes a lot of sense because it puts me close to Knoxville and closer to home, and it's a decent-sized city kind of with an energy, you know, but I don't know. I, I do miss looking up the women's dresses on the the party buses, you know. <clears throat> Does Austin have party buses? I don't think so. But they I'd imagine they have some party buses. I'd imagine that they have a lot of what Nashville has. Well, the two cities, the get, girls. They they get compared a lot, you know, Nashville and Austin because of the live music scene. And but the thing that Austin has that Nashville doesn't is obviously the bigger comedy scene. So I don't know. If only you could just get famous doing comedy on the internet. Maybe if on I get social on social media. 
Maybe if I get on Kill Tony, I can win a golden ticket, and it'll propel me to stardom. That's like the new Johnny Carson, you know? Stand-ups used to want to go on Carson. Now it's do you Tony. have do you have material good enough to get this golden ticket? I I can put together a pretty good one minute, yeah. With the three jokes I've given you, then yeah, you should be <laughs> you should be good. If you pull out my jokes, you have a chance. Yeah, I still I just still just need more uh, more practice, more reps. But I don't know. Austin seems pretty desirable. Puts me closer to home a little bit, you know. I don't. On know. Thursday, we're not talking about this. On Thursday, you're not breaking me down at the beginning by talking about how you're depressed and how you need therapy. You're not going to talk about how you're you're thinking of leaving. You're going to be back to being excited, back to being positive. I'm fine today. I know. I know. That's what worries me is that you said that this is the best you're going to be all week, and you don't seem that good today. Well, we don't know for sure. I mean, we don't, who knows where things will be in, you know on Thursday. It's hard to say. Probably worse than they are today because you said Monday's usually your best day of the week. Not always. Are you going to watch uh, Dune 2? No, no. Come on. Did you not watch the first one? No, no. Come on. I'm not a sci-fi guy. Oh. I just keep seeing advertisements for it, so I thought it was like the big movie coming up. No, it is a big movie. Many people will go see it. I don't just do things because a lot of people do it, though, Cody. I'm kind it's of just, uh, kind of my own person that way, you know? Yeah, real free spirit. It's just yeah. in, ingrained in my brain right now because I stare at the Dune 2 billboard all day. When I'm sitting at that grocery store on Wilshire, It's just a, there's just a huge billboard right in front of me. I know people are really excited for it. It's going to do good numbers, and it's probably going to be a great movie. I just I can't wrap my head around sci-fi. I'm not smart enough. Did you struggle with the Christopher Nolan? Uh, what was that? Inception or something like that? No, uh, Inception was fine, but I didn't bother with Tenet. I've watched Inception like three times, and I, I still don't get it. I just I, <laughs> I guess I've lost too many brain cells to understand it. Or maybe I never had enough to begin with. I don't know. I don't know what confuses you about it, but I'm scared that I won't have the answer if you ask. So I'm not because I'm half a Maluk. Yeah, I don't know what confuses you about it though. Seems pretty cut and dry. I might even be more. They than go into half. a dream. They control the dream, and at the end, the dreidel's still spinning. So it was a dream all along. Yeah, I feel like Freddy Krueger did it first. Yeah, kind of. I might not even be half a Maluk anymore. I might be closer to a full Maluk. Uh, the lack of sleep. Whenever I have on the radio in the mornings, I do I do struggle processing and getting to words and like figuring out what I'm actually trying to say. Do you I'll say any... a wrong word way more frequently than I used to with us. Yeah, probably because you're trying to impress Bob. Because he no he... no, it's just that my mind can't get to him. Like it's like simple words. It's not like I'm trying to pull out big words. It's just I can't figure out what I'm trying to say. I've noticed Bob uses words that I don't know. He has a good vocabulary. He's a smart man. Yeah. How does it feel being with someone whose IQ is higher than yours? I don't consider myself that smart, really. Um, you have a good IQ, though. You know, I did the podcast with Seth for a long time. His IQ is much higher than mine, too. So I'm kind of used to it. But, like, you know, they say in breakups and coaching searches that you, you go with the complete opposite, right? So... I went from little boomer, 
private school kid. <laughs> not very fat. <laughs> not very tall, pretty skinny. It's a, a huge monster <laughs> that's not not a private school kid. He was a, a guy that, you know, it took him four years to finish community college and not and true. And then, you know, I went from you to, to Bob. I went from somebody with no money and no aspirations to a man that seems to be very wealthy and, and has accomplished a lot of things in life. You know, I would ask, though, does Bob have as many degrees as I do? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Does Bob I, I would imagine, have one degree? I would imagine that he has a master's degree, if I was guessing. But I might, he, might, he might not. He might you just have know? a four-year degree. I haven't asked him his educational background. No, I haven't. Well, that'd be a good segment for the show, wouldn't it? I'll tell him that you want to know. I'll tell him that you want to know. And, uh, you know, yeah. a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's degree used to take you further, you know, years ago than it does now. Now you have to have two degrees. Now, you know, I, again, I think that you are kind of lying about having two degrees because most people don't count the associate's degree from two-year community it's college. It's not a lie. It's not a lie, though. I have two degrees. I can show them that both it, to you. That it took four years to go through. What would what would you do if you found out Bob never finished high school? I would think it was really cool. Yeah, because a lot of people back then they didn't like they didn't. I would be surprised if Bob didn't finish high school. Kind of yeah. equally to the way I used to be surprised that my dad did finish high school. Oh really? Well, yeah. I mean, he was just already working. He worked basically his whole life. So I was actually always surprised that he actually took the time to finish high school. Do you feel Instead like of just you, working? Do you feel like you're surrounding yourself with like better people? You know how they say you're supposed yeah, yeah. to do. Well, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, no. yeah. I would say, I would say, I feel like I'm surrounding myself with better people. Yes. Well, what I'm asking is, do you feel like that's a good decision? Like, is that making you better? Because, like, you know, they say that you're supposed to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, or whatever, or like, you know, something like that. <laughs> Sam Sam is a huge upgrade from a look standpoint and from an intelligence standpoint compared to Marcus. Right. And and Bob is a huge upgrade to you in the looks department and the intelligence department. The reliability department. The financial stability department, the connection department. I don't know about reliability. I was there every day. I rarely missed a show. <clears throat> yeah. That's fun. That's fun. But but Bob maps out every show for me. Bob's producing the show for me. He's lining up guests. He's lined out show topics. He puts it on the Google Doc for me. And I get to show up and just kind of create create a show. I wonder how Bob feels about you. I wonder That's a fair question. Like That's a fair question. He did tell me this weekend that he thought we had a that our content on Friday regarding the basketball was, and I quote, elevated shit. So I do think he thinks of me as a, <laughs> as a, as an intelligent sports talker. Elevated shit. He said, well, in a good way, like, like good yeah. shit. Not yeah, like, I, oh, I that shit. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that was elevated shit. And I was like, thanks, Bob. Yeah. So give it down, then I'll have a show topic or a way to take the conversation that he really respects and says is good. We had a lot of elevated shit, too. <laughs> we did. We did have a lot of elevated shit. What that means is you take shit and you throw it up in the air, and when it goes up, it's elevated shit. I mean, it's just so different. It's just so different. But like like I told you when you moved, 
I was going to be able to to tickle and scratch all of my itches. Like I get to still have fun with you here and have the conversations that we used to have. Right. I still get to I, get, I still get to have the UT centric fun stuff with Seth that doesn't have to be so professional on Reed's Ranch. And, and then I you, do like a professional radio show now. Yeah, you finally get to get like in that elitist circle you've always wanted to be in, like with the private box suites and stuff. Well, Rick Barnes did call me a friend and said I did a good job interviewing him and that he enjoyed our conversation. So, I mean, Rick Barnes is a fan and, you know, another assistant coach loves talking to us. And, you know, Barnes is going to come back on the show next week. And I am, I'm inching my way into those, those circles. Yeah, sure. Ask, can you ask uh, Barnes if he remembers me when he waved at me? No, no. You won't. Can't. You won't ask him that. No, Bob would look at me like, "What are you doing? What You're about off this. the record? <laughs> off the air?" No, no, I don't think we'd have a. We have to call to get a hold of Barnes. You have to call a private number, oh. and then like enter a code. Yeah, like you don't just get is, his phone is number. It, is it the restaurant? Is it the Scrambled Jake's restaurant uh, phone number? No, no, you got to call a special line at UT and then enter an access code, and then it redirects to a cell phone. I'm pretty sure is how it goes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I don't what have time to play games with him. What kind of car does Bob drive? I'm not going to get into all that. <laughs> I'm not going to get into all that. It's a nice car. He's a successful man. Blink twice if it's a Range Rover. <laughs> Is it really? Is it really what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm just I didn't curious. say anything. He's a successful man. How's everything else at the station? Is everybody happy? Is the you know We're undermanned. We're understaffed. You leaving and Charlie leaving on top of Nate leaving all at the same time did kind of fuck us, just to be honest, in terms of a content standpoint. Yeah. Well, I was the first one to go, so it's not really my fault the other two left. Well, I don't think it's your fault <laughs> that the other two left. I'm not saying that. It's just it was all at the same time, and that created a real shortage. Like, Charlie leaving was, the, I guess, the last straw. Because, like, we were still going to piece together a full lineup until he left. And then we just didn't have enough people to do a full lineup. So, like, we, we three hours now, we just do national radio because we don't have enough people. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that kind of sucks. As long as you got a good morning and afternoon show, I mean, you know, that's a, and then you got the Jake show. So I, like, I think, I actually think Jake and Marcus and Brett are doing a pretty fun show. You know, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I, I laugh when I listen to them, but I know them. So like listening to them argue is funny to me. If you like who's, argumentative stuff. Who'd you say the third guy is? Marcus. Who was the other guy? You said Jake and Marcus. Jake. Brett. Oh. And like they get into it and argue. I mean, it's it's funny to me, and I don't know. They take a lot of calls. <clears throat> People like the calls. That's yeah. all Russell and Bear do. Just take calls. I mean, anybody can do that that style. So I mean, they just <laughs> just kidding. Just got, kidding. Gotta have, I, everyone's gotta pretty have four excited guys on one show to take calls. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's pretty excited just because we're getting into a new studio. You're no longer there, bringing the vibes down. <clears throat> right, yeah. I think that you and Bear kind of made each other miserable and just talked a lot of shit behind closed doors to each other. That's not true. 
and just brought each other's moods down is kind of what I think is happening. So having you gone kind of removes the negative energy from the from the studio. So yeah, no, I think everyone's everyone's pretty happy. The basketball team can go to the Final Four. The baseball team can go to Omaha. And the football team can be a playoff team. We could have all three of those things happen this year. So that's pretty exciting. Need to get some hardware soon. For show. For sh- for sure. For sure. Oh. I asked this question on the radio. So since you're wanting to talk sports and, and you miss being here, I'll ask you too and you can give me your take. So I'm going to give you three scenarios and you tell me how many of them happened this calendar year. Okay. I'm going to marry Jennifer Garner. I'm nice choice. Kill- I'm going to kill Whoopi Goldberg, and I'm going to have sex with Sydney Sweeney. I kind of like that Jennifer Garner is your go-to wife. She did a lot for Ben Affleck's career whenever they were married. She held it down for him. She could do a lot for you. And with the Capital One stuff, I imagine she'd help improve my credit. She probably has connections to get you approved. And perhaps I'd get to meet Samuel L. Jackson. That could help your acting career. He's from Tennessee. Chattanooga boy. Motherfucker. He is a Vols fan and a Bulldogs <laughs> fan somehow. Yeah. That's awesome that he made a career out of just saying that word. I, I, I think he did more than just say motherfucker. I yeah, think but I mean, more. he's, yeah, but it's, you know, he's known for that. <laughs> Tennessee makes the final four in basketball. Mm-hmm. makes the championship series in Omaha and makes the Elite Eight in football, college football. How many of those things happen this calendar year? The Elite Eight. like the Well, just win, win the first round, advance uh, to the second round of the playoffs. What do you get in basketball? Final four. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to fuck the college football playoff, I'm going to marry the final four, and I'm going to kill the baseball World Series. No, I'm asking you how many you think happen. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know. That's tough. Um, <laughs> this is These are the sports opinions I miss of yours. This, um, <laughs> this is the sports radio I miss, me asking you a question, and you just replying that you don't know. <laughs> well, or well, having no opinion on it. So that's great. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think in terms of likelihood, Final Four like is not likely, per, per se. Um I'm not saying likelihood. I'm asking how many you think happen. God damn it. How many of the three do you think happen this year? Zero. You can say zero. Well, you know me. You can say one. I'm a numbers man. You know me. I like to look at the math. So what is it in baseball again? (laughs) Make the championship series. That's not going to happen. Be one of the final two teams playing, like LSU and Wake Forest last year. All right. That's not going to happen. Uh Basketball is most likely not going to happen. Football would maybe be our best shot, but that's probably not going to happen. So you say zero? I'll say zero. I think football would actually be the most likely one there. I think one of them happens. I hope so. I think it's more likely that two happen than one. Or, excuse me, than zero. Okay. I think it's more likely that two of those things? I think it's more likely that two of them happen than zero. I'm picking one, but I would I would say that two is more likely than zero, just because I do think we're making the final four. Now you know, like you know, I'm not saying that's a slam dunk, but I would say it's going to be a forty percent proposition. Slam dunk. It's forty percent proposition that Tennessee that, makes the 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 
the Final Four. I think we're going to make the playoff in college football. I, think I don't know using if we'll be- the go ahead using the term slam dunk there. That that's elevated shit. That's, that's elevated <laughs> shit. I didn't even do it on purpose. That's how elevated I am, my brother. But yeah. I think we're going to make the 12-team playoff, do, and we can win one game. I'll put that at 40%. No, I'll put that at 35%. Okay. I'll say, I'll say 33%, one in three chance. And then make the college baseball championship series 25%. So, you know, you add those up and, you know, it's 100% likely that one, at least one of them happens. Yeah, I don't mean to be a downer, but I think it's definitely more likely none happen than two happen. But that's just me. Well, you've not always be been a, a dumb son of a bitch, so. Not to be a negaval. You've always been a very dumb son of a bitch. Don't call my mother a bitch. That's not necessary. A self-made <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm actually, who knows, I could be calling your dad one. You're not your yeah, dad's son? True. Well, yeah. You're not your dad's son? It depends on who you ask. <laughs> you ask him, he'd be like, eh, I don't know. I tried to ask him about coming back and learning the family business and do it, making that my day job. He's like, it's not very busy right now. Okay. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, who is this? <laughs> you got the wrong number? No, he, he just said it's uh, business is not good right now, so I would not be able to do it. I was like, okay. He doesn't have time to train you. Fuck me. <clears throat> Every time I tried to learn the family business and try to take farming seriously, it would last for about a month before me and my dad would just get to a huge argument where he'd tell me to go do something else. Yeah, mixing family and business is kind of tough, I feel now, like. I, I, anyway. I, think, I think your company business, your family business, maybe a little less hostile. I'm not saying it'd be easy because I don't think it's easy. It is a pressure packed you know type of organization or at least a field but like being out in the heat dealing with cows just running around doing all types of shit shit breaking all the time that just led to so many arguments and and it just it never took yeah i just i don't know about family and business and mixing the two it it just because look i mean look at donald jr and eric trump you know they're cocaine addictions and whatnot Ivanka's probably doing pretty well. Are they in the family business? What what do they do? I mean, yeah, they're in the Trump organization. I think. (laughs) What What's the family business? They They do like real estate or borrow money from their dad. What's the family business? Like putting your names on towers and stuff. Just yeah, you know, whatever it is they do. All right, we'll end it there for today. Any final thoughts? Um, I, my phone's under 10% battery, so not really. Are you doing okay mentally and physically? <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking. I'm, I'm glad that we can always spend the last 10 seconds checking in with me. <laughs> okay. right. Charge your phone. I'll talk to you Thursday. All right, so long.